Hello, friends, and welcome to The Gray Podcast. My name is Carlos Cabrera, Jr., and I am your host. In today's episode, we're going to be briefly talking about the Russia and Ukraine situation. We're also going to be talking about a special story about my father. So let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into it, and let's get it started. Cue that intro music. second I, I need to get my story straight my friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the empire state my lover she's waiting for me just across the bar my seat's been taken by some sunglasses asking about a scar and i know i gave it to you months ago i know you're trying to forget but between the drinks and subtle things, the holes in my apologies, you know, I'm trying hard to take it back. So if by the time bar closes and you feel like falling down, I'll carry you home. The Great Podcast. Episode three. We're gonna set the world on fire. Oh my god. All right, we're not gonna do even try to continue that. Wow. Episode three. Hello, 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 friends. Episode three. I have my mouth extremely close to the microphone today. Um, I always wanted to be a singer but I suck at singing. But I always wanted to be, you know, in that moment where the crowd's watching and I have the microphone up and I'm holding it and my eyes are closed and then just beauty comes out of my mouth. But instead, God gifted me with the ability to not sing Yeah, that's about it. No. Um, hey, welcome to episode three. Uh, man, episode three, March 3rd. Look at that. Last week, we celebrated February 22nd, 2022, 2, 2, 2, 2, right? Or maybe I put too many twos in there, but uh, you get it. And it was on a Tuesday at that. However... Here on the Gray Podcast, we are celebrating March 3rd, Episode 3. So in honor of Episode 3, I'm bringing out the bad boy. I'm bringing out AI, the answer, Alan Iverson. One of the first jerseys I ever had. Check that out. Look at the length. When I say that my parents, excuse me, when I say my parents thought that I was going to be LeBron James size, six foot eight, I'm not kidding. Look at the size of this jersey. They got this for me when I was like in third grade. Third grade. That jersey went so uh, 
far down. It was it was touching the ground at one point. Um, it I would wear it, and if you wore it over over your pants, right, not tucked in, it uh literally touched the ground. If you wore it tucked in, it created like a like armor, right? It like stuck right at my hip. Um, so quick story about that Allen Iverson jersey. That jersey, back when I was in elementary school, literally, I'm not kidding around when I say my parents got me that jersey when I was in elementary school. Um, I was a huge AI fan. I still am. He's one of my favorite players of all time. And it's even better because he played for the 76ers, my favorite team. Um, I would wear that jersey to school. I'd wear different jerseys, thing like, things like that. Uh, but when I was in elementary school, it was like the big thing to go around. Now, I didn't do it because I thought it was dumb. But it was like the big thing to be cool and to uh, pants another kid. Boys did it all the time. And if you don't know what pants means, it's when you go up to someone and you pull their pants down and you pants them, right? Well, where I went to elementary school, we called it shanking. I'm not going to call it shank uh, if you shank someone because obviously that's a prison term. And to shank someone, that's when you take a object and you um, do unpleasant things with it to another human being. So we're not going to call it that. We'll stick to the, uh, to the term pants. So anyway, when I was in elementary school, a kid decided, hey, the best way to pants someone is if you do it in front of one, the girl the kid has a crush on, or you do it in front of every girl in the entire school. So he took the opportunity to try and pants me. And he succeeded. I was wearing that Allen Iverson jersey that day, and it was tucked in. And he did what I will call a clean sweep pants. Came up behind and just everything. And when I say clean sweep, I mean pants went down. My undies went down all to the ground. Immediate, just red in my face. I was so embarrassed. But no one was really laughing. You see what had happened? What? You see what had happened was, you see what happened was that when he pantsed me, he wasn't expecting me to be wearing that jersey right over there. That jersey fell right to the ground, covered everything. It looked like I was wearing an Allen Iverson dress. You couldn't tell the difference. You had no idea. It looked like a magic trick. Kids were more impressed that I did an outfit change that quick. Um, so that jersey actually saved me, at least in that moment, a lot of embarrassment. But down the road, I embarrass myself all the time. So, like, for instance, singing to start the podcast, which is becoming a trend of mine. You'll have to excuse me for drinking water here and there because uh, I want to keep my I want to keep a good vocal for you guys. Um, and if you're also noticing, my water is in a mason jar, 
And I have a nice little mug here that has nothing in it. But it says the Gray Podcast. Yeah, it's the first mug I got. I got it made up, and I thought, ah, you know what, this would be great uh, to get, you know, a couple, uh, it's in our logo, the mug, I, it, it would be nice to get a couple mugs and give them out to some fans and things like that, and when I say fans, I mean um, Adriana's grandmother and uh, her family and, and my family and some friends, but um, give them mugs and, and you know, just as an appreciation. So I got a sample sent to me. And this one came in. What are you going to put in this? Like, look how tiny it is. I'm so happy I got a sample size because I guess I'm, I'm wondering if this is a sample size, right? Now, this is, uh, this would have been the mug that everyone would have gotten. And I decided all right, we're going to scratch this one and we're going to try out different ones. So I'm going to leave my son's mug. I'm going to call it Grayson's mug for other people to, uh, to just look at. And we'll use it as a prop for right now, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to give this to my son and let him drink milk or something out of it. All right, so we have different topics I want to talk about today on episode three. Not all of them are pleasant um, and lighthearted. Last episode, I tried to keep it as lighthearted as possible. This episode, unfortunately, there's some topics. Uh, there's one particular topic I don't want to talk about um, that I feel necessary to talk about, though. So I am going to. Um, and then other ones that are just more heart to the heart, you know. So... I want to start, first and foremost, check out the merch. Boosted Apex Designs. Boosted Apex was last week's TWS, this week's spotlight. If you checked out his Instagram, thank you. You checked out his website, thank you. And if you bought merch, thank you. I'm also wearing his hat. I have it backwards. Um... But it has this logo on it. So if you check out my Instagram, I'll post a picture of it there. Um, more importantly, if you check out Boosted Apex's Instagram, you'll see it there. We have a new TWS this week. I, I don't know why, but my, I'm feeling like a dryness in my throat today. Um, when I'm like all of a sudden doing this podcast, of course. <laughs> Um, we have a new TWS this week, uh, this week's spotlight. We have a brand new one, so we'll get to that later. Um, the first story I want to talk about that I don't want to talk about, but I have to talk about is a story that you guys have probably heard about. And if you haven't, tell me how, because I see it everywhere, no matter what, uh, Social media, TV, I mean, I'll get random notifications on my phone about it. That is, of course, Russia and Ukraine. 
I uh, I don't even really know. You know what? I don't. I want to say first, I'm not going to be making a comment on what I think or necessarily believe when it comes to how a leader should do something, things like that. Obviously, I'm on the side of life. I'm on the side of, of uh, you know, it's it's truly sad what's going on. But when it comes to the idea of of having a opinion on how the United States should react, how the world should react, things like that, I'm not educated enough in that aspect. I, I'm not a professional in that, so I'm not going to pretend like I am and give advice on what I think should happen because I don't think anyone knows what should or shouldn't happen when it comes to that standpoint. I think a lot of the world just knows that or would just wishes that a war wouldn't be happening right now. I do want to say, though, that the when they first invaded, when Russia first invaded uh, Ukraine, it was around midnight our, our time um, when the news broke, or at least when I saw the news. And they uh, they put this out there, and we kind of were expecting it because of previous reports, things like that. We went along with our day. That night, we were putting Grace in the bed. Um, we fed him dinner, gave him his bath, did the whole routine, uh, got him ready for bed, got him his PJs, things like that. And... He turns and goes to walk towards his books. He likes to read his books. And when he reads books, he grabs them and he'll point at them and go, da, 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 da. I love it. So he's walking towards his books. He's grabbing a book so he can read. And it hit me. I was standing in his doorway. And it hit me that so many kids... have a whole new routine. They completely lost whatever routine that they had beforehand, whether it was similar to what my son's is or their own little routine, whatever it may be. It's different now. It's different. And that's kids all over the world, but I want to focus on Ukraine. Kids in Ukraine and the cities that were invaded, everything changed for those families for those kids, for those parents, everything. The parents right now are thinking, how do I keep my children safe? How do I keep my family safe, right? That's freaking terrible. It's, it's absolutely terrible. Um, and that hit me, and man, it broke my heart in that moment because I started envisioning my son and us having to do that, and man, it... It's not even something that I think I can, uh, can bear to think about, let alone imagine. So um, I said to Adriana in that moment that we right now in this moment need to be appreciative. We have to appreciate what we have right now in the moment. Because 
something could happen at any moment in time. Something could happen and all of that could be taken away. Um, the routines we have, the jobs we have, anything, uh, the, the relationships we have, everything could be taken away. Everything could be changed in a snap of a finger, in a blink of an eye. So right now, in this moment, we had to appreciate what we have. She agreed. So I encourage you to take a step back. No matter where you are, take a step back and appreciate what you have right now. Because it's what you have right now that is guaranteed that you have it. You don't know what you have tomorrow, the next day, in a week, a month, year, second. You don't know. You have no idea. So take a step back and just appreciate what you have. I also want to say that another thing that I've seen on the news that this this is a little bit of a... Uh, I want to take a second here. To just say that this is definitely a piece that does irk me um, with our society, but the world, whatever you want to call it, no matter where it is, whenever it happens, it it absolutely drives me crazy, and it is so unfortunate. Um, I've been seeing as much of the news is about Ukraine and Russia, and reporting that news and things like that. I've also seen a different side of things, and that's in our society. I've seen the people who immediately, whether it's this or it's a different tragedy or it's a different event, immediately result, resort to criticizing, criticizing what's going on, criticizing our leaders, their leaders, Ukrainian leaders, uh, the armies, the militaries, how things should be done, the criticism, and it, it just... That's the piece that I will never really understand or be okay with. Because in those moments, let me just say, if you are someone who is criticizing an event, a tragedy, right afterwards, if that's your immediate response to criticize what is going on or how it happened or what happened or what should have happened, if you're criticizing it, you are lucky. And you need to consider yourself privileged because I'm telling you what right now, the people who are truly affected by it, the people in Ukraine, the people who have to suffer through the tragedies, the events in history, like what's going on in Ukraine, those people, they're not criticizing what's going on. In those moments, they are surviving, okay? They are doing everything it takes to survive for themselves, for their families, for their children. That's the goal. That's the only goal. They're not looking at leaders. They're not looking at America. They're not looking anywhere else. Maybe they're asking questions, but they're surviving. So I encourage you. Encourage society to just try to sympathize for once. Take a step back. 
and appreciate what you have in the moment, but also try to sympathize where you can. Because when we immediately try to criticize something, we like become, I don't know, we, we become less human in a way because we're immediately resorting to um, a, a critique that isn't possible. So I don't want to touch too much on this because it drives me crazy. I just, I, I wanted to say that um, I really hope that we as a nation and as humans, as human beings can start coming together where we can. The world's not perfect. It never will be. But there's too much hate, man. So that's enough of that. Well, not really, because there is a quote that I did want to read. Um, yeah, I'll read it. The quote is, There is no flag large enough to cover the shame of killing innocent people. Howard, Howard Zinn. Um, that is going to be the last I say of the Russian-Ukraine events. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So... Anyway, let's move on. Um, let me talk about a story about my son. A lot of my stories are about my son. Listen, my son uh, is he's my pride, he's my joy, right? Um, I look at that little kid. I look at that little human and... I just see magic, right? I see a world of endless possibilities for him. And it's, he has to choose what he's going to do in life one day. I can guide him where I can. Adriana can guide him where she can. But what we are doing now is we're guiding him to be a trampoline star, man. I'm telling you what, we signed him up for a membership, uh, for Sky Zone. Sky Zone, if you don't know what it is, it is a amazing thing that I wish I knew existed. Maybe it didn't when I was a kid, but it does now. Uh, where it's indoor trampolines and you can... These trampolines are in the ground. There's mats all around, so you can jump on them. You can jump from trampoline to trampoline. They have a dodgeball ring. They have basketball hoops, things like that. You can do crazy dunks, crazy things, things like that. And it's it's... Absolutely fantastic. Um, I find myself asking Adriana if I can go to Sky Zone more than when I say, uh, can we also take Grayson? Because it is such a fun place for me, for my son. Uh, see, it slipped out there. They have an arcade that I love, that he loves. And yeah, it it is really, it is really a fun place. And I'll tell you what, my arcade card is running up in tickets, so I can't wait to get that. Uh, it's like a cherry blue ball that they have um, for him. It's going to be for him, obviously. Uh, but anyway, we decided, yeah, let's sign him up for this membership uh, because he has so much fun. He does like this like bend of the knee thing when he's trying to jump, but he's not getting off the air because he doesn't understand yet. He absolutely loves it. We took him just the other day, and of course, we had the first time another kid jumped into him. 
And in that moment, first off, like I said last episode, massive kid, 31 pounds. Massive. You put him up against, at the time frame that we go, it's 9 to 12. It's called Little Leapers. It's from five years old down, no one older, except for the parents, obviously. You put him up against anyone from age one to five, he is their size um, or bigger, right? There's not even that many four or five-year-olds that look bigger than him. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. We go there, and I told Adriana, it is the first time I am realizing from my eyes, from my perspective, how just big our kid is compared to these other kids because he is towering over kids his age and he is towering over two, three-year-olds. He is at level with four or five-year-olds. Like it's absolutely incredible. It's, it's a crazy sight. Um, the biggest difference though, is that you can see the maturity in their faces, right? My son still has a baby face. At least I believe he does. He still has that baby look, right? He still has that baby body. So he just looks like a oversized baby that was in the factory uh, for way longer, right? It, it, it's absolutely incredible. Um, he, so this is the best way I can explain it. Take a toy size Woody versus the mascot Woody, right? The Disney Toy Story Woody. Uh, take the the person that dresses up like Woody and then the actual toy. Well, the actual one, two-year-olds are the toy Woody. My son is the mascot, right? To where they still look the same, but the size difference. That's my son. That's the best way I can explain it. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back because I just thought of that. Anyway, we take him to Sky Zone and we just recently, the other day, we had our first incident where a kid jumped into him and I saw his face. He did like one of these like surprise faces and he jumped right back up like nothing. And the kid, I think, took a bigger hit than when what he did. It wasn't like a bad hit or anything, um, but it definitely it put me on like a different guard. So they had the basketball uh, section open. So the first time we went there, there was like 10 kids total the next time we went there we pull up and there's like car after car the parking lot is packed i look at adrian i'm like what is going on here and then we literally realize at the same exact time it's president's day so every kid is there we find out that there's over 100 kids there that day we decide, ah, you know what, let's still do it. Michaela, uh, my sis, my soon-to-be sister-in-law, who's going to be on the podcast, which I'll talk about a little bit later, um, she decided to come, and she was there with Adriana and myself and, and obviously Grayson, and they dis- they opened up everything. So they had the basketball hoops open, they had the dodgeball courts open, they had open everything. So the basketball court pieces were open. Immediately, I'm like, I'm going there. I mean, we're going there. Let's do it. Let's let's dunk the ball. My son loves it. Let, let's do it. So we were having the blast. I'm in the one section. 
Adriana and Grayson are in the other section, and I do this awesome 360 dunk to where my expectations are all the parents just saw this. They should be standing up, clapping their hands, giving me a round of applause, cheering me on. No one did that. But when I came down to the ground, I, I was like, feel, like I was feeling myself a little bit. I was like, man, this is awesome. And as I turn, a ball is coming straight from my face, like straight from my face. It, it was like a comet. And I was able to dodge it, but it comes like whizzing past me. I'm like, where, where did that come from? And I, I look down, this kid has another ball and he's winding up. He's, he's going into attack mode. And he lets it go. That one hits me. And he goes, oh, got you. You're out. It's like, all right, thanks. Uh, appreciate it. Right. And Adriana, Michaela, they're cracking up. They're loving it. They're laughing so hard. And I start laughing. I'm like, this kid came out of nowhere and is just chucking balls at people. Like, okay, cool. He grabs two more balls, and it, now he goes over to their section, to Adriana and the babies. I'm like, whoa, no. <laughs> you better slow your roll, kid. <laughs> yeah, that's my son and my soon-to-be wife. Don't be, don't be messing around there. And he throws the ball. It hits, Adri it hits Adriana in the leg. And, and we're laughing again, and, and I go over there. And now he has the other ball, and he's like, oh, you're out, you're out. And he has the other ball. And now I'm doing the math. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He hit me with the ball. I'm out. The first ball he threw, he missed. The second ball he threw at me, he hit. So I'm out. The third ball he threw hit Adriana. She's out. He has a fourth ball. Who's not out yet? And I did the math. My son is not out. It wasn't a game anymore at that point. I went into full defense mode. I stood in front of that kid and... And when I say to you that I would have bounced that kid off the trampoline onto the different section of the building, I would have if I needed to. Um, nothing against the kid. Just It's just a dad instinct. Don't mess with my son. Don't mess with my family. Don't, you know what I mean? Um, I guarantee you if I would have done that, the kid would have laughed at me like you probably are. Anyway, he wound up and he threw it again at Adriana. This time it hits her again and he goes, you're out. She goes, no, I'm not. I'm not playing. <laughs> and the kid, I don't know if he thought that, hey, if I do this, like I'm going to make some friends here, right? Maybe that was his goal all along, but he didn't like he realized, oh, man, these people aren't cool. And he like was like sunk in and walked away. The moral of the story is don't let your kids throw balls at other people. All right. Come on now. Like we're we're all here for fun. Why is your kid throwing balls at me? Right. Um, no, it, it's all fun and games um, until someone gets hit in the head. And, and then I have to go into defense mode and and go outside and get yelled at. But. Um, because I jumped and made their kid hit the ceiling. But anyway, no, we have a lot of fun. Uh, my son takes so much after his mom. Um, Adriana, he, he takes so much after her. I mean, when I say 
that this little kid is the boy version of her. It is. I love it. I absolutely love it. Honestly. I wouldn't have it any other way. All I want. I don't I I want my son to look like her. He does. I've wanted my son to act like her. He does. Uh he's showing her more of her personality than anything. His own personality, but traits of hers. Um I wanted so much of that little beautiful boy to resemble his beautiful mama. And he does. The only thing that I want the only thing that I want is for him to love his mom like I do. That's the only thing. Because if he does that, the kid will never be on my wrong side. He will never be on my bad side. There's nothing that that kid can do wrong if he loves his mom like I do. Because that means he will respect her. That means he will honor her and value her. And that is so important to me. Um, I do all those things with my mother. And I look at my mom in a completely different light because I love her so much. She means so much to me. And I was a mama's boy. I still am. That's why I want my son to be. I want my son to be a mama's boy and to take pride in that, right? Because... Uh, I'll tell you what, a mama's boy knows how to treat women. And I want my son to treat a woman one day with the utmost respect, with um, the values of treating a woman the way that they should, because women should be treated in the best way. Um just like all humans should be, but women really do deserve uh, a man's utmost respect. And, um, you know, we should take pride that we have a woman in our lives like I do with Adriana because I don't, I don't even think about what life would be without her because, uh, because I do everything in my power to make sure that that will never happen. So... I want to move this episode on to our next topic. And I want to open it up. TWS, this week's spotlight. This week's spotlight is 4th and 1 podcast. It's another podcast. It's a sports podcast. It's run by uh, a good buddy of mine that I have a story to tell about it, but... It's uh it's run by my buddy and his brother, uh, Simeon and Micaiah. Micaiah is is a friend of mine, and um, our wives are very uh, close together. They work together, things like that. Um, Micaiah actually showed me how to do a podcast, and ultimately gave me the idea of doing the Gray Podcast. I was stuck for a while thinking, uh, like I said last episode, thinking how, what's the next step? Uh, Boosted Apex kind of gave me that push to just do something 
uh, Micaiah and the fourth and one podcast gave me the idea of the podcast. So it's because of their podcast that I am doing this um, as well. The podcast is awesome. They are such a great team. First off, they have a duo together, Makai um, and Simeon, and they they feed off of one another, which is fantastic. Which, if you watch any show that has a host and a co-host, or however you may call them, if they feed off one another, it means that the show is going somewhere. It's going to last. It's it's a good show, and that's how theirs is. They talk about all things sports. Uh, I believe, and they can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the number one uh, sport of theirs is college football. Mikai is a big Michigan fan. It's because of him why I actually like college football now. I am an Alabama fan, uh, a new, newly Alabama fan. And... They also give you locks, things like that, on who you should uh, bet on for for games, things like that. They they had an NBA, uh, you know, um, specialist come on, and NBA, uh, you know, he he came on and gave his insights on what was going on on teams. They, that episode was fantastic. So they release episodes every week, uh, fantastic on YouTube on anchor so do me a favor there's the cat do domino and myself a favor and follow the fourth one podcast on anchor.fm you can support them you can uh, listen to them on all their different podcast platforms on all their different podcast platforms you can listen literally anywhere you get your podcast you can watch them on youtube you got to give them a try um, because I'm telling you what, you try them out and you'll be hooked and you will continue to listen and watch. So if you're into sports, definitely give them a, give them a try. Fourth and one podcast. All right. So for the next segment, we uh, received our first ever fan story. Uh, we opened it up. Um, I mentioned it the first episode. I realized I didn't mention it the second episode, but I did put it on as a like a questionnaire on Spotify if anyone has a story that they would like to be featured on the gray podcast send it in you can send it into the Instagram the gray podcast um, at the gray podcast at the gray dot podcast on Instagram you can comment it on the YouTube video you can fill out the questionnaire I'll put it on there again for this episode um, if you have a story that you would like to shout, uh, like to share, it might be um, talked about here on the podcast itself. And since we don't get too many stories, this one definitely will be um, because it is our first story, and it comes from one of our listeners, uh, and it is about her uh, COVID twenty twenty wedding. So. We're going to talk about that. We're going to share that. Uh, And she writes, Hey, my story for how COVID affected my wedding is, I was supposed to be getting married on May 23rd, 2020, but the pandemic hit hard. The invites were already sent out and everything was set up. In March, 
we had to send the message to everyone invited that we were canceling our wedding until further, further notice. We decided that we didn't want this to postpone getting married, so we decided that we didn't need a wedding to get married. <clears throat> we were living in Pennsylvania at the time separately. We didn't want to move in together until we were married. So we decided to try and find a place that would give us a marriage license. No place in Pennsylvania would give us one unless we lived in that county. A place in Gloucester, Massachusetts gave us a marriage license over the phone. We filled out all the information and had a video call with the lady to do all the swearing in. And later, oh, then a week later, we drove to Massachusetts to get married in Ryan's, who is her husband now, uh, parents' backyard. I wasn't going to wear my dress. It didn't fit. I was going to wear my white dress that I wore to my bridal party. My parents paid for me to get my dress fitted so that I could wear it. It then dawned on me that my dad wouldn't be able to walk me down the aisle. We weren't quarantined together. We weren't quarantined together. And we couldn't be that close. I was heartbroken and thought about calling it off. I couldn't get married without my daddy walking me down the aisle. Then my dad told me that he didn't care about not quarantining together and that there was no way he wouldn't walk me down the aisle. So about a week and a half after we got our license, we got in the car to go and get married. When we got there, we thought we were just going to change and get married, but our parents had something else in mind. They decorated the whole backyard for the wedding, and my sister wore her bridesmaid dress, and they got my niece her flower girl dress that we picked out. We had a nice, intimate wedding, and after we said our I do's, we were told we were getting pictures in the front yard. His mom hired a photographer. So we went out front, and there was a line of cars far beyond what I could see. They had set up a parade for our guests to drive by and give us their congratulations. It brought tears to my eyes that so many people showed up. It was the best day I could have asked for. Fast forward a year, and we were going to have a big wedding party for our one-year anniversary, and it was all planned, and then a week before the party, my mom got COVID, so we had to cancel again. Again, I was heartbroken because it felt like we couldn't win. We had to postpone our honeymoon as well, and my mother had COVID, so it was all crazy. She's fine, and it didn't do much to her. Then we planned for our party to be in August of 2021. It finally happened, but to my surprise, Ryan and my mom collaborated and rented a barn for our party. I had always wanted to get married in a barn, and Ryan wasn't really about it, so we decided on a nice venue, but then when the invitations came out, I saw the place and instantly started to cry. They were trying to give me my dream wedding when the whole world was going to crap. We ended up having or being able to have our party and it was the best. Everything was finally falling into place. We had a great wedding in April of 2020 and then had our big party with yard games and everything in August of 2021. And then, we ha and then we were finally able to go on our honeymoon to Jamaica in September of 2021. It was a crazy way of getting here, but I also wouldn't ask for it differently. We are loved, 
and had great memories along the way. Definitely a different story, but one for the ages. 2020, man. I, I bet you so many people, so many listeners or so many people out there have so many 2020 stories. Um, I got to say, first, congratulations uh, on your wedding and getting married. Um, and you know what? Good for you for just going through with it and getting married um, regardless of how or maybe it didn't fit how you always dreamt of it to be. But guess what? For the rest of your lives now, you'll be able to look back and say, hey, you know what? Our wedding was different, but we still got married. Um, so congratulations and um, definitely a different story for sure. Um, but it's, it's, it's fun stories like that, that in the moment, maybe they're not fun obviously. Um, but looking back, it's, it's going to be a memory that's going to live you would live with you guys forever. So, um, if you have a story, if you're listening at home and you have a story that you'd like to share, it could be anything. Share it, share it with us. And if you want us to share it on the podcast, uh, let me know because I enjoy telling other people's stories and talking about their stories because it it's not always about my stories. Um, everyone has their own stories, right? Not everything's black and white. Come on up. You want to come up, right? Come on up. My cat's trying to jump on the counter, so just give it a second. Here he comes. Three, two, one. Okay. Not everyone has a story that is just black or white. Just kick me in the mouth like a karate kid. Not everyone has a story that's black or white. I've said this a thousand times. You got to tell those gray stories. All right. Just like our listener there. Um, it, it's so easy to just say, I got married. Look at these pictures, blah, 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 blah. Tell those stories of how, right? Tell those stories of, hey, we had to overcome all these obstacles like, her and her husband had to right there. And, and we did it. We did it. Look, we did it. So uh, don't be afraid to tell those great stories and to, um, you know, tell the truth behind them. So if you have a story, if you have a great story, uh, reach out to us, let us know, and we'd love to share it. Um, for the final topic for today's episode, it is a story that is dear and close to my heart, and it's about my dad. So, um, it's about my dad. My dad has always been my hero. He has always been my hero from day one. Um, and he's a big reason on why I want to be my son's hero. You know, I want my son to look at me in the same light that my father looked at me, looks at me. Or how I look at my father. <laughs> Messing up all my words tonight. So the story I have about my dad is <sighs> when I was, that was a weird noise. That was me trying to clear my throat. 
when I was a kid in high school, first off, I'm celebrating 10 year uh, reunion this year, which is just mind blowing. I can't believe it. When I was in 10th grade, 12 years ago, I was dealing with some heart um, issues, some health issues, and it was with my heart. It was not necessarily the heart itself, but it was the uh, the wall around my heart. Um, I was getting swelling around it called uh, pericarditis. And basically, I'm not going to try to explain what that is because um, I'll butcher it. But basically, um, the walls around the heart would swell up, right? They would be inflamed. And it brought a lot of pain, right, in my chest, like a crazy amount of pain, pain that I've never felt in my life before. And I would feel it when it would happen, and I'm, it would, it would take me down to my knees. That's like the kind of pain. It would just hurt so bad to where I, if I didn't move, I could try to control it. But what it really did was it started to uh, create panic attacks that I would have and anxiety attacks because it felt like everything was caving in. It felt like everything was closing in on me. And man, did I get crazy anxiety and panic attacks because of that. So one time, and I was in and out of the hospital a bunch of times because of it. Uh, rushed to the hospital so many times overnight. Uh, had a ton of days I stayed there. I can't even imagine the bills for it. So mom, dad, if you're listening, sorry. <clears throat> and thank you. But anyway, I was in 10th grade and I was in school. And of course, I had a... Uh, it was a moment where it inflamed and I started to have an, a uh, panic attack, anxiety attack. Um, I think it was more of a panic attack. Um, and the panic attack scared the hell out of the nurse, right? She had no idea what was going on. Um, she knew that I was having some health issues because we had to tell the school... So they immediately called 911. An ambulance came, and they started taking me to LGH. Um, and as they're taking me, I don't really remember why, but they had to stick me with needles. Um, I forget the reason, but they would stick me with the needle, and on the way down in the ambulance, the ambulance ride was so bumpy that they kept trying to put the needle in, and they kept missing the vein, and they hit an artery, and there was, if you're not a blood person, cover your ears, turn off the podcast, run away, throw your phone down a uh, flight of stairs. But I'm about to say something, so you have four seconds, four, three, two, one. Blood went everywhere. It went all over the ambulance, and it wouldn't stop. And I had this massive bump, and I, like, I remember looking at it, and I thought I was hallucinating. And because I was in so much pain. And maybe I was. So we, so I get to the hospital. The first person that comes in um, when I'm laying in bed is my mom. And my mom comes in and uh, she's crying and she has her hand on me, on my chest. And I'm just holding my chest like this <clears throat> because I'm in so much pain. I'm, I'm just trying to concentrate so I don't further go into another... Uh, panic attack because it was so severe that I like 
in those moments, I thought I was dying. And maybe I was, I don't know. But I thought I was dying. I thought this is it. This is it. I'm done. This is it. There's the end of my story. So I'm just laying there trying to just stay calm and trying to control what I can. Next person that comes in is my dad. And my dad comes in, and I remember seeing his eyes all puffy. Um, so I knew he was crying beforehand. And he comes in, and he's staying on the opposite side of the bed, and now his hand's on me as well. And I know he's there. I'm not acknowledging them because, again, I'm in so much pain. Um, like crippling pain to where you can't really move too much. And they're there, and, and now that I'm a father, I know that in those moments, I can't imagine what they were going through because I know that the fear I could feel from them, but being a father now, oh, man, that fear is so intense with not knowing what's going to happen to your child if your child's okay, I mean, that is, that is a fear there. And that, that's something that sticks with me now that I get older. And now that I have my own son. So my, my stay at the hospital, I'm there for a couple of days. I think I, at that point I was there for a week for that moment. Um, I find out as I'm there in the hospital from my mom, um, that something happened with my dad's job. So I asked my dad, I said, what, what's going on with your job? And I'm laying in like the hospital bed talking to him. And he explained to me that his job, he was supposed to have a super important client meeting, right? With one of their customers. Uh, my dad's in sales. So like, like the sales you get when you're in sales, when you're a salesman, that's what pays the bills. That's what pays for everything, right? So if you have bills and you're in sales, you need the sales. And it was with a very important customer. It was like number one customer of theirs. <clears throat> and they're supposed to have a meeting with them. Um, and I guess it was like a really important meeting to like get them like re-signed and things like that, if I remember correctly. Um, my dad was supposed to attend that meeting when he got the call that his son was rushed to the hospital and told the guys, told the customers that he was not going to be able to attend the meeting. Um, and the guy was pissed. He was mad at my dad. He said, listen, Carlos, my dad also, him and I, I'm a junior. I'm named the same that he is. Um, if you do not attend this meeting, we are going to have a tough time re-signing up with you guys. My cat's trying to get up here again. See, he's trying to mess up the story. He wants to make it about him. If you don't attend this meeting, that's it. Like, we're not going to be customers anymore. Like, you're not going to have our business. And now this is a big portion, right, at that time of my dad's sales. That means Bill's that means food, that means entertainment, that means life is put on hold because that's money now, right? My dad didn't care about that. 
My dad told him, cover your ears if you don't want to hear an explicit word. You have four seconds. Four, three, two. My dad said, fuck your business. My son needs me. Being a father now, I understand that. Back then, I couldn't believe that. I, I, it hit me in such a different way that I looked at my father in a completely different light. Completely different light. That this is the kind of man I want to be one day for my son, for my children. I want to be like that. To where there is nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing in this world, there is no barrier, there is no wall, there is nothing that would keep me from getting to where I need to be. And that's by their side, that's with them. And it was in that moment when I found that out. That I truly started to appreciate my parents because also my mom sacrificed a lot obviously um which i do have stories i want to talk about my mom but i want to do them um separately and individually it was in that moment that i truly built an understanding for what it meant to be a father and what it meant to be the kind of father that i want to be so um it's a story that lives close to my heart literally because um my dad risked it all and now everything ended up being okay because the customer found out hey his son is in the hospital so they ended up understanding and it bygones be bygones everything was fixed um but yeah i mean my dad was a freaking hero man and he still is to me so uh if there's one word to describe my dad, it's real. So, um, my dad is a real person in every sense of the word. He is a real human being that stays real, that's, he keeps it as real as real can get. He is a real human being, and he is a real dad. He is the truth to what being a dad is. He is the real deal. So um, I just want to say thank you to him for everything that he's done. I want to obviously thank you to my mother who, um, She's sacrificed so much that I want to talk more about her, um, like I said, separately. Um, but, guys, this is going to conclude episode three. One thing I want to try to do is close out on a final thought. Next episode, we're going to talk about mental health building mental health and my mental health and things like that. My final thought for this episode 
work on your mental health, right? Take it serious. Take your mental health serious. Take it so serious that it becomes a priority. Because I'm telling you what, your mental health, if you don't have that right, nothing else is going to go right. We hear a lot today about mental health and how do you uh, how do you build it up, and we do hear about the importance of it. But it, I just got to say again, work on your mental health because if you can't advocate for yourself, if you can't be that person for yourself and pick yourself up, and uh, that you can rely on yourself to get you through right? No one else can do that for you other than you. You could have some of the most important people in the world say you can do it. But if you don't believe you can't, you can do it, you won't do it. If you don't believe it, trust me, it will never become a reality. You have to believe in yourself. And it starts with mental health. So we will talk more and more about mental health um, and how mine took a hit recently and things like that. So we'll discuss that a little bit more in next episode, uh, which will be out next week. But I want to thank you all for listening and for viewing if you're watching. Um, I really do enjoy doing these. They are therapeutic to me, right? Um, so... It means so much to me that you guys like it. Um, for me, though, I just like talking. I just like talking, and this is this is like a therapy session for me. So uh, if, if it speaks words to you, I hope it does. And if it doesn't now, then hopefully it does down the road or things like that. Um, but I do want to just say thank you so much for all your support, all your love, and thank you for watching or listening and or listening. So give us a follow on Instagram at the gray podcast at the gray dot podcast, or you can uh, view us on anchor.fm slash the gray podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify. Apple podcast is now working. Uh, Google podcasts and YouTube. So Give us a listen, give us a view, and give us a like and subscribe. Give us a chance. So, hey, have a good one. Have a great Thursday. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you next Thursday. And as always, welcome to the Great Podcast.